The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Retrograde. Hi, everyone. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Sambari. Welcome to the show. Welcome to those of us who are joining us again. To those of us who are joining us. Are you going to be okay? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> welcome back. And if you're new, welcome, welcome here. here. <laughs> I don't know. Is that what people say? I sure. Think so. Welcome here. Imagine you walk into someone's home and the, the host is like, Welcome here. You'd yeah. be like, this is a cult. I'm leaving. <laughs> We're kind of like a cult. It's uh, okay, though. The did fun I, kind. Did anybody... Before they get scary, dark, and sexual. Yeah, we'll get sexual later, but not before you trust us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you guys watch the uh, Kanye West Coachella Sunday services? Anyone hand raise? I did. Um, by the way, it was full Rajneesh vibes. So into his purple outfit. Where do I sign my cult contract to join? I mean, look, I don't agree with the politics, but I love the music. Yeah, I think just like... Get a little place over in Calabasas, and mm. you're halfway there. Okay. Maybe I just need to find someone to date who's already in the cult. Well, oh. we know I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. I know. God. I once dated a Masonic a Masonic temple goer. What was that? A, a mason ma- jar. A mason jar. No. What is it really called? A Freemason. Free <laughs> but I always called him Mason Jar because yeah. who, as, as friends, everyone knows if, if you're friends dating someone, you don't actually name them. You always have like a fun nickname. Yeah. So I named him Mason Jar. Mason and, Jar Herpes. And, <laughs> and now he legit has a... Uh, no, no. I can't say what he does, no. but he uses Mason Jars for what he does. <laughs> and it's such a full circle thing. I like to think I called that in. That's really fucking funny, Elizabeth. Wow. Well, catch him at the farmer's market. <laughs> okay. Wow. Unbelievable. Whoever dates me next has is going to have to have some thick fucking skin, I'll tell you that much. Because your shit's going to be on blast, fella. Sorry. Hello. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, okay, so we celebrated your birthday this weekend. We did. Did you have a good time? I had the most wonderful time. Would you say this is your rose? Definite rose. Okay. Rose for shows. What was your number one rose? Was it the rosé? Oh, yeah. Shout out to our friends over at Organic Sellers. What is the name of the one that we like? It's a frizzante. It's a, it's a pink um, frizzy Merlot. You may remember this. We had the, the founders of Organic Sellers on, and all of their wine is biodynamic, and it um, is harvested through the moon cycles. It was a very interesting conversation. We also got in a lot of trouble for drinking on stage. Yeah. At um, This is back when we recorded at Ramah, mm-hmm. and didn't really slip into our heads that that might be disrespectful in a kundalini space because for us wine is also spiritual you live and you learn yeah we're sorry for getting tipsy um in your sacred space we really will but that episode is great and you guys um if you listen to it and you want to get involved with some wine we have a promo code from the sweet people at organic sellers so we literally drank a probably case of this because okay with biodynamic wine it's like you're drinking it and you're not getting that same like wine it's head not tanniny. it's not tannin it's not heavy it literally is like clear juice and within like the first 10 minutes of being at at that birthday i think i had like three or four glasses and all of a sudden i was like wait this is wine you're not just drinking like frizzy water stuff yeah it was so amazing yeah. thanks to organic sellers for 
sending that case. Hooking it up, y'all. Hooking that up. There was just so many fun moments. Mm-hmm. The wine was a fun bonus. Yeah. But I would say the party Friday night, we went to dinner at Sawyer in Silver Lake, which was amazing. Such Great good Great patio. Mm-hmm. LA guide coming soon. Yeah. Um, what else happened? Oh, so we were having – so my only thing I asked for for my birthday was to not – plan anything mm-hmm. that was my number one thing and stephanie and my boyfriend were so sweet and took the reins planned such a fun evening so we got back from dinner it was us me and steph and two of our other girlfriends and there was a house party happening and that was super well, fun time out there wasn't a full house party when we got there it was just someone i used to date <laughs> his new wife and my brother and joey and i was like this is awkward good thing i already had four glasses of tequila so it was fine yeah um, and then I think probably like peak party, there was probably like 60 people there. And then we realized we had to change locations because a neighbor was dealing with something and she was like, I can't have like her the mom music. Died. Yeah. Was, and couldn't have a party next door. Yeah. Which totally understandable. Yeah. But the funniest thing was, I mean, we were all a little. I ate mushrooms yeah. and drank tequila. I will say that I took a little bit of mushrooms as well. Yeah. And those kicked in. Right as Joey said, hey. We got to go. We got to go. And I was like, okay. I was like, is this real? And then I just grabbed Devin Kajusta. I was like, Devin, what should we do? It's like, he'll know. He has a walking staff. Like, it all just kind of felt like he would have the answer. He goes, tell them you need 15 minutes to just gather the troops. So then cut to like 45 people walking down Sunset Boulevard. It was a parade It was a real fun. Uh, uh, what's that? New Orleans wedding type yeah, vibe. Truly. <laughs> and then we ended up at Condor, which yeah. is one of my favorite places in Silver Lake. They've got a great upstairs. And I poked my head in and I said, hey, can me and my friends come use the upstairs? We'll buy drinks. And then we just piled in with 40 plus people. That was amazing. And it worked out beautifully. It was I loved a really, it. really blessed full moon Friday vibe. It was. Jesus hath risen. And then the Jews hath survived persecution. And then we 420'd at Friedman's, which is a great deli in Silver Lake. Then we Pesacht at Green Blatt's, at Green Blatt's which is a great deli um, in, West in West Hollywood. So I double delied on my birthday weekend, which is just the truest thing in my own soul. So yeah. I don't even know if that was planned, but it really aligned. It, worked out it was perfect. Yeah. And then Sunday we went to Kelsey Patel's. Mm hmm. For a beautiful Easter brunch. Those really help with a hangover. You know what else really helped with my hangover? What? Ritual vitamins. Oh, I like what you're about to do. They're really good and they're just, it's just the truth. Ritual is the obsessively researched vitamin for women. So we're sliding this in into this conversation to shout out one of the partners of today's show because we love them and we're so grateful to have them in the mix of the retrograde family. Rituals Essentials have the nutrients most of us don't get enough of from food, all in their clean, absorbable forms. No shady additives or ingredients that can do more harm to your body than good. And you're probably feeling like they help with your hangover because of their activated B vitamins that they have in them. Exactly. Which you know I need to be the biggest fan of. And you can just take two any time of the day. You can take it on an empty stomach, which I greatly appreciate. Because sometimes for me, it's more about just getting it done for the day. Mm-hmm. And that, as we've said, the minty burp. Right. So Elizabeth has started a society. <laughs> it's kind of like being a Freemason, but all you do is burp with mints in your mouth. Is that to my understanding? Basically. Okay. So yeah, the reason why you get the minty burps is because they call it their no-nausea capsule. And there's a mint tab in every bottle to keep it fresh so that when you take it, you don't get fishy burps like you do with most omega-3s. Right. And- 
important note from our friends over at Ritual. Mm -hmm. They got some LOLs from the Minty Burp Society, but for those of you experiencing that, they said um, you can take them at night. Okay. And you might not burp. Okay. So I kind of like them, so I'm not going to It's like a gentle reminder that you're doing things healthy for your body. Exactly. So what you do is deliver to your house, you get a subscription, and it comes once a month. Again, guys. It's so convenient. Convenience is king over here at That's So Retrograde. So... How about you go over to ritual.com slash retrograde to start your first ritual trial today. You'll get 10% off during your first three months of delivery of vitamins at ritual.com slash retrograde. So good. So. Burp on, friends. Burp on. So um, back to back to the convo. So yeah. the birthday was so special. Great. I'm so happy. Loved it. Thank you for just friendship and just taking point. It's my pleasure. It really was beyond beyond so special i'm so happy and i was stressed you were stressed yeah you're just like always i want to make sure that you get what you want kid i didn't know what i wanted i know that's what was making <laughs> it really hard i'm like i, I think so like, like this <laughs> I just, but it was funny i did kind of think like oh i really would i think it's like a mellow year Gets a mellow Cut year. to rager. It was the opposite of a mellow year. That's <laughs> like having a huge rager at And house. I'm definitely feeling my age today yeah. in that I'm feeling a little slow. Well, it was also three days in a row, and this weekend in general was like, it was sandwiched between holidays. Right. So it's like you had to take it all. Yeah. I know. That's why at the end of the night last night at 7.30, I was like, I gotta go. I'm sorry. Yeah. Love ya. It was a lot. And yeah. I totally support that. And also... It's always a big week because it's also my boyfriend's birthday and my dad's birthday. Right. Well, Taurus so, energy coming in Taurus hot. Taurus energy, baby. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Taurus season. Well, guys, today we have an episode that is, uh, I'm sure it's Turian in some nature in that it's coming in hot. It's a bull in a china shop from the people who brought you Jax's Reiki healer. Boom, 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 boom. We have Whitney Port on the show today, y'all. We're really excited. Whitney is a doll, and she actually has a podcast launching on our network, Dear Media. Holler. Coming soon. Yes. Can't wait. I think it's happening at the beginning of next month. With wit. May 14th is when it will drop. And that is a tourist season delight. It sure is. Okay. And I know that just based off of like the dialogue I have with a lot of our listeners, I'm not the only one who loves a good reality television deep dive. Well, I didn't watch The Hills, but what a breath of fresh air this woman is. I love her, and I'm so excited that we've become friends, and we're pod sisters, and I'm just stoked for you guys to get to know a new cool lady in the space. Yeah, so let's just cut to that. So we're really excited for today's episode. We have a guest that is actually a family member of someone that we work very closely here with at Dear Media, who we love so much. Um, sitting with us right now is Whitney Port. Hi. She, you <laughs> might have, uh, you might recognize her from such things as The Hills. And The City. And The City. And, and The Hills New Beginnings coming up yes. soon. Oh. And, but I, that's only a fraction of why yes. we're talking to you today, yeah. of course. But I but will, I'm going to be really real and tell you the origin story of, um, when Paige, Paige and I were sitting chatting. Paige like, is Whitney's Paige sister. Paige is yes. your sister yeah. who is like a very integral part of our. I'd go as far as to say we're obsessed with her. We're I obsessed need to with know her. more about what she does for you guys. She but does we everything. Can talk about that so she, she is very high level here at Dear Media for yes. all our listeners. And um, we were chatting one of our first few meetings and I was really interested in how she got into this line of work. And she was like. Oh, you know, my my sister was on a reality show, and I was like, I love reality shows. What one? And she was like, The Hills, and I was like, Oh, like the reality show. <laughs> so it was such a fun reveal. So I loved yeah, it. That's so um, funny. Honestly, that. Uh, 
program, I think, for so many of our listeners. We know, well, I'm very open about it. Steph doesn't really subscribe as much, but I didn't watch. That's fine. But, sorry. It's better. I'd rather you just get to know <laughs> yeah. me now. Yeah, okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Reality TV consumption is a very um, important part of my self-care process. Same. So, Same. And, I, and I feel that, like being vocal about that has allowed a lot of our listeners to also come forth with that. Yes, so we it shouldn't be an embarrassing thing. What's I your mean, favorite? I love Vanderpump Rules. I'm actually going to go to TomTom Tom after this because I've never been. We're going to go take like a drinks meeting because I really want to see it in person. Amazing. Um, and I love like all the housewives. I love Bachelor. I watch all of that shit. So having come from reality TV, yeah. do you experience it as a viewer differently or are you just able to like – No. I fully check really? out. Yeah. I forget. Like I'll look at Timmy because I met Timmy. He was a producer on the show. Oh, no way. And That's so sometimes, Yeah. Sorry. My husband, Timmy. I'll look at him and be like, do you think that was real? And I'll be like, Whitney, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, no, but it seems so real. So I, I enjoy it just as much as anybody. Like – it's, I'm just yeah. realizing – wait, did you work with Jason Sands? Yes. Okay. I was on a reality show too. Real, which one? It was called Funny Girls. Okay. And he was it our was show on after Prancing Elites on Oxygen. Yeah. Part of uh, it. <laughs> Prancing Elites? The one season cult classic Funny Girls. But I'm, I'm totally just realizing that we have that in common and we should talk about that maybe not on the show. Yeah. Fully. But yeah, I can't watch reality shows without being like, well done producers. Really? Just for me on for one season. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe because I was like naive and 21 when maybe. I was filming it. Yeah. I I wasn't like as I don't know you didn't aware how of, deeply of how you much were being manipulated. Exactly. <laughs> I remember fighting a lot with the producers and being like, I would never say that. Right. Like that came out of my mouth all the time and yeah. I would get really frustrated. But other than that, like I I just think that reality TV now they cast such crazy people that the producers don't have to script as much. Mm, um, I would say for the housewives, like all those women know what they're doing. Yes, I don't they're think there to they're... play ball. Totally. Yeah, there's nothing more sad than only being on one season of Real Housewives. Well, totally. Not it's getting asked back to me is I mean, like I'm the I worst. Think I may not thing? get asked back. I think I may not get asked back. Like we already filmed. The first season of The Hills, okay. and we're doing like some pickups now. But I am like really, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be on it that much. There's not a lot of story about me, just because everybody else's lives are kind of crazy, and my life is relatively normal and tame compared to them. So I sort of feel like next season they're going to be like, Whitney, I'm sorry, like unless you can add more to the table, get pregnant. I. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, here I want to go back though to like. The origin of, of, of how I got on. Did you? Is it my understanding? Did you audition, or were I you? I did not. You were in the Teen Vogue. Yeah, I was working internship. in fashion. So I, I went to school in Boulder for University of Colorado Boulder for a year and a half, and I was like, I need to get out of here. This isn't for me. So I moved back to LA. I went to USC, and I wanted to find an internship in fashion because I knew I wanted to be in fashion. I didn't know what I wanted to do, um, but I just liked fashion. So I got an internship at Women's Wear Daily, and I was working there one summer, and they said that Teen Vogue was looking for interns for the school year, and I was like, oh, cool, I'll go up and get my resume. So I went up there, I gave my resume, and they were like, we're actually only accepting resumes from girls that are interested in being on camera, that will be okay being on camera because we're filming a TV show here this fall. So I was like, 
okay, I don't know, but I'm just going to maybe, like maybe. So next thing I know, I get a call from someone from MTV being like, we're filming the show with Teen Vogue. We got your resume. We would love to do a casting tape with you. So I I did a casting tape with them where I was just like looking straight at camera and there was someone on the phone giving me questions. And they're like, all right, um, next thing – Sorry, the story's kind of long. They're like, next thing is show up. Can you show up for an on-camera interview with Lisa Love, the editor? So I showed up. I'm waiting in the waiting room, and I see Lauren Conrad come through the doors. And I had watched Laguna Beach. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm on her spinoff show. Dead. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. They didn't tell me anything. They did not tell me what – they were like, this show is going to be about girls trying to make it in different industries in LA. Like, Mm. one girl's into fashion, blah, blah, blah. And one girl's into music. So then – Who was into music? Adrena. um, Adrena. She worked at Epic? No. One of them. Yes, something. I feel like I wish I could go back in time and watch and know everything. You can. You can. It's such a good – It's such a good rewatch. I should have prepped. It holds up. It holds up, too. It does? Mm -hmm. Oh, God. There's going to be so many marathons leading up to it. I'm so I've already clocked that in my head of like I can't wait to just like hunker down and, and, and do a full it? rewatch. I yeah. wish that I could tell you so that you're going to get residuals for a reality show, no, but, but I don't, don't think you are going to. Like nothing. <laughs> so, zero. I think I got paid $1,000 my first season, like the whole <laughs> season. <laughs> and I just was like, whatever. This yeah. is cool. So yeah. anyway, so I, I have this on-camera interview. I didn't know at the time I was pretty much already cast to be like Lauren's co-worker but they really kept me in suspense I get a call saying I got the job and then that is what and then were you actually happened. interning are we allowed to like pull so, back the veil a little bit right yes we can um not really okay. like MTV and the production company were really the ones that were giving me my schedule they were like come in on Thursday we're, we have this task for you we're going to be filming um, it wasn't, yeah, we weren't really going in on our own and working, but when we were there, they were giving us real tasks. Things. Yeah. Okay. So I felt like it was real experience, but it's so But you're also so young at the point that you're kind of like going with it. Yes. Because totally. no one knows what they're doing and at that age anyways. No right. no blueprint for that model of programming either. Like we, no. if, if the landscape has changed so much that you might now obviously know what you're in for. Whereas 100%. then it was just – And then as you were going through that, like leading up to you getting quote unquote cast or getting yeah. the internship, yeah. did you feel like, oh, this is like – did you feel internally that a big shift in your life was about to occur? Or were you just kind of flowing with it? I was just kind of flowing with it. I really had no idea it was going to turn into what it did. And I still feel like I'm not in denial about it. But you know when you're really in something, you can't really see how big of a deal it is to other people. Like I can say here, oh, my God, I love Vanderpump Rules. But I wonder if the people in it – I mean, I don't know. Yeah, they're kind of more like (laughs) – they probably realize one day I hope to bartend yeah like I don't think I I never really it never really fully hit me like and I I didn't know that this was going to change my career until probably like season three when it started to get really popular I was like oh wow this can actually help me do so many things in life that I never thought I could do wow it's so interesting I'm just flashing back to the fact that I think that you and Lauren and actually a lot of the girls on the show had internships. And I think it really like planted into the lexicon 
that that was a thing. Totally. Like I know for myself, I've told stuff this story. I was tell your in, story. Girl. I was in East Lansing, going to school at Michigan State, mm-hmm. and live. I'm from Michigan, and there's like one fashion internship, and mm-hmm. it's with Our Detroit, which is like the niche media. Like a, there'll be like Ocean Drive magazine or uh, Michigan Avenue, and like for Detroit's, it's Our. Okay, and there's one fashion job there and I was like I need this internship like this is gonna be my internship and I remember specifically in my being in my house in East Lansing I had applied for this thing twice and I was watching the hills and I was like I gotta (laughs) I gotta make the call I was like I so I called I called the fashion department and I was like my name's Elizabeth Cott I spoke to you know your fashion director and I applied for the internship and I'm just following up on the status of my application and they were like oh 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 and then I found out I got the job oh my and I was truly just very it was just so cool to see people doing it on television and I'm sure you like didn't have any idea of the impact that you were having on us like girls in middle America but it really was a very profound inspiration yeah I mean I realize that now and it makes me so proud to be a part of it but yeah at the time I didn't realize the impact that it was going to have well it's like when you're on TV you don't you can't possibly understand that you're like being broadcast into millions of people's homes totally that's not something that your brain can like wrap itself around you're in your own experience you might not even realize it until you're walking down the street and someone's like hey I know you and you're like oh yeah yeah. I was like, I'm your friend to you. Totally. That's so interesting. Well, that's a lot of people when they reckon, like when they see me, they'll be like, hey, and like the, I'll, I'll think I know them or because like that kind of reality TV show, you really feel like you know these people sure. so intimately. But yeah, that was that was the coolest part of that whole experience when I would meet girls in New York that would be like, I moved to New York because like you moved here and, and I thought maybe I could have a future here in fashion. I'd be like, oh my God, like I can't believe I actually motivated people to do that. That's so amazing. That's when such a I, testament to like why you should say yes to opportunities that are given to you because totally. you really don't know the ripple effect of your own life on 100%. other people. 100%. Yeah, that's w- one of the reasons why I decided to do the show again Yeah, was because I knew the power of how many people could actually touch and if I could show cool things I was doing as opposed to just like the drama that that would yeah. be worth it for because me. Because you, you kind of stayed out of the fray from what I remember. Well they didn't really want me. Like okay <laughs> so they, they I think the producer had in his mind like this is going to be Lauren's work friend that she's going to okay. go back to and tell her all of the drama and this is going to be like like she just lives in this place and I also did tell them that I had boundaries I had a boyfriend in college that wanted nothing to do with the show I really did want to lead like a semi-private life I was a sophomore in college when I started this and I wanted to really like have fun and live it up and so I told them that and they actually did respect that wow and then when it came time to do the city that all changed right. because they were like, if you want to do a spinoff show, you have to open up everything. So, that but was so part good. of the reason, thank you, they but it so, didn't it really so do that well because I didn't want to be that bear. I didn't want to get that intimate with it. And now what's funny is that I'm like the most intimate ever on my YouTube series. Like I talk about my like deepest, darkest fears and secrets. But that's also because I can control that. Like, it's scary when you're, the footage is being put into other producers' and editors' hands. Like, that's a very scary thing for oh, me. Yeah. They but can also, like, really you're twist older. things you say. Yes. 
Right. And so you probably realize that the benefit of the vulnerability. Mm -hmm. I remember on Funny Girls, I had a moment where like I was getting humiliated for because it like made me do an open mic and they made me come watch someone come watch me and they made her judge me and it was like really scary yeah and I like left the cameras chased me outside like literally like fucking ed tv scene you know anyone know that movie yes great 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 movie movie. about reality tv premonitionary really seriously really ahead of its time it's so fucking good yeah they came outside and they were like I was crying behind a car and they were filming me and I had like a divine hit where I was just like you need to lean into being vulnerable because if you don't, this will go south. And you totally. know what? Because I allowed that, I became like a positive figure on that show as opposed – if I had like said, no, I'm not going to be vulnerable, then I would have looked like a bitch. Yeah. And it's such a fucking fine line. If you're like, I'm crying, I'm raw, I'm this, then people are like, oh my god, they feel for you. But if you're like, I'm crying but I'm not talking about it and I'm shutting down, yeah. then people hate you. Totally. It's so weird. Such it is life. so weird. I know. I know. Right? Yeah. There were a couple cast members who did that who like something was revealed about them at the beginning and then they decided the whole season just deny, deny, deny. deny. You can't deny. Not deal with it. And I told them multiple times like, you guys, you're going to watch this and wish that you spoke up about it Mm -hmm. because a lot of people may have a similar situation and you'll be be loved if you'll be honest about it. But, you know, it's scary to do that. I remember one of the biggest things that people remember about me from the hills is when I fell live on Good Morning America and then I was hysterically crying and they showed me crying on camera and I think that was one of the moments when people really connected with me because it was like I mean you know it's yeah like people fall and it's embarrassing um so yeah I just I don't know I also think we're living in a time now where like there's not like a threshold for personal bullshit Mm -hmm. as far as like what we're watching is concerned because there are so many reality shows and so many people are just like being their real self as like really kind of unpleasant as that is sometimes. Yeah. If, if that's your authenticity, mm-hmm. then people can connect with it. Totally. I think that we're so sensitive now to inauthentic behavior that that is what turns us off more than anything, more than being nasty or being shit, you know, mm-hmm. being a bitch or whatever. Like all those things are within the realm of okayness if it's really who you are. Yeah. It's totally. really fascinating. Viewers are so intelligent. They're so in tune with that now. And yeah. I hope that our show is good because I fear that I fear that some of the people didn't fully become as vulnerable as they should have been. I'm um, so- and they're used to producers setting things up and the producers now this go around weren't interested in doing that because they said the audience is just so much more savvy these days. Yeah. I'm so interested of what it's going to be Wait, like. Wait, hold on. So who's on it now? Um so Brody Jenner and his wife Caitlyn Jenner. Okay. Spencer and Heidi. No. Yeah, I'm currently blocked from their social media. Why? The tea. Is that drama? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So honestly, I I don't even know if it's going to make the show, but I think that I I spoke up about something that I think – probably they thought they misunderstood and I don't know whether they Spencer immediately after I said something to Heidi about I stated my opinion um she must have run to Spencer and told him that I'm not on her side or I'm taking sides and so I get a text from Spencer being like delete my number and then I check my Wait, social the media crystals, the crystals uh-huh. aren't turning him into a good person well, I'm confused I know okay so <laughs> we were talking to him about being on the show oh my god and then I 
remembered how he spoke about Lauren yeah. back on the show. And yeah. I was like, no. Do I want this person? No. Also, and I, Sarah was like, you can't do that. Yeah. So Sarah Silverman also chimed in and was like, you guys can't She's have like, that. She's like, that's not funny. That's actually how I remembered now that I. She's like, I just like really don't think that's funny. Like, she was so serious about it. About she was like, him. you can't have him yeah. on the show. So I never had issues with him ever. And like, I'm scared to even say anything about him. Um, but I will, I mean, he did block me on social media as did Heidi and told me to delete their number and so I I don't know why I think that's so funny I mean at the time I was like shocked I'm like oh my god and then I got home that night and I saw someone waiting in their car outside my house and I was like oh my god he sent someone to come beat me up like oh my god I got really scared and then the next day I woke up and I was laughing about it and I was like this is ridiculous yeah the yeah. tea. Okay, so them two. So the two of them, um, Misha Barton, who's a new addition. Yeah, and I know okay, a lot I'm of people so confused are about, about that. This. Yeah, so they think she's like the original, like Lauren, basically, because she was the cool girl. But on the she OC. played one on. She right. played so, one. But I know. Laguna Beach, which was how I know. I, remember. I was like breaking it down. I'm like so stuck. I remember that. <laughs> I'm like. So before I got to Earth, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me about so TV. That happened. Okay, um, so, so Misha was on the OC. Yeah, but I, she I'm was well aware famous. of the OC. Okay, she was famous around <laughs> the same time. Like all of her scandals were around the same time of like all the Hill scandals. Right. So okay. they think she has like a relatable story to tell a new beginning. Um, you know, like she's she's transitioned her life. I don't know. I, I can't really explain it fully because it's a little bit confusing to me, but that's what they tell me. Is she going to be the narrator? I don't know. They Stephanie? haven't told us if that right. anybody is going to be the narrator yet. Okay. It's We're Penn doing Badgley. interviews. <laughs> <second>. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we're doing interviews this time. Okay. Like we're talking oh. to the camera, which is scary. Oh, was um, that not a part of it last time? No. Oh. So now it's good in that you can explain things more mm-hmm. and have a little bit more control and power over your actions, but also scary because it gives you just more opportunity for them or gives them more opportunity to like spin your words. Amazing. I remember I was really bad at interviews on Funny Girls because they go, okay, so this is like the way they go, they do it where it's like. So Elizabeth, like, um, what do you feel about uh, Whitney drinking mint juice? So or I'm supposed to say I feel about Whitney drinking. Mint you have juice. to repeat back. Yeah, and I was so tense. bad at that. Ambient present yes. tense. Like, <laughs> it was. It's hard. I feel it like is. we're getting like some inside scoop, and I, my reality TV brain is like spinning so, out of control. It's so <laughs> in love with it. It's so good. But I want to. I want to go deeper on things. Quick moment to give love to one of today's sponsors. Dun, 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 dun. Hello. Quip. Yay. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. It was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. And I have to agree, it has created such joy in my bathroom experience. Yeah. Who knew that... Um, what sparks joy? Sensitive sonic vibrations do. <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> Who knew that, uh, you know, this practice that we started as, as little children played such a major role? In our life. And with what Quip is doing, it's like making it easy and fabulous and wonderful. As Sarah Silverman always says, death creeps in through the gums. (laughs) So don't let that happen to you guys. (laughs) Quip is really cool because it's an electric toothbrush that it has the size and shape of a regular toothbrush. So it's not taking up a lot of space in your bathroom. And it also makes it convenient for you because they have a built-in two-minute timer which pulses every 30 seconds and reminds you when to switch sides. 
top quadrant, bottom quadrant, right quadrant, left quadrant, Quip tells you how to do it. And then it turns off after two minutes. Did you know that 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes and then you don't get clean evenly? I know it because I've smelled people's breath before. (laughs) Can I suggest also a floss or even a water pick, guys? Different conversation. (laughs) Quip also comes with a multi-use cover that mounts to your mirror and then unmounts and doubles as a to-go case. A little nice little holder for when you're on the go. And the best part of it is that every three months, Quip delivers new brush heads automatically if you sign up for their service for an extra $5 a month. That's it. So you buy the brush, sign up for the service, and you get new brush heads delivered for $5 a month. I mean, you can't beat that shit. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com, that's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash retrograde right now, you will get your first refill pack for free when you get a Quip electric toothbrush. Go to getquip.com slash retrograde and save your mouth, guys. Might I recommend the gold one? Mm, or green. Whoever, Who are you? Are you a falcon <laughs> or are you a lady baby? <laughs> As you mentioned, you have a YouTube channel. Yes. And the television – or the television show, the YouTube program. Yeah, the series. Series. Yeah. It's called I Love My Baby Butt. Yes. I did a little um, deep dive on it and I yeah. was really impressed. Thank I loved you. how – real you were just really like putting it out there like very like all the emotions yeah I mean it's really I have to give my husband most of the credit for it because he like forces me to do it it's not really something that I love doing because it's like I don't know kind of like that therapy session that you don't really want to go to but yeah I I was just feeling really crappy when I became pregnant and I felt like this is not what people feel, like what's wrong with me. So that I started talking about that and mm. I was really scared to put it out there because I thought I was going to get a lot of people being like, I, I can't even get pregnant or, <laughs> you know, this is such a miracle. And I it turned out to be actually the complete opposite. So many people feeling like, oh my God, I feel this way too and now I can say it out loud. Mm. And so I've just chronicled the journey from pregnancy into motherhood and talked about all like the real fears and scary things that people are afraid to discuss before you're talking about on camera how do you is do you have a like a personal practice that kind of like gets you open to talking about it like are you journaling beforehand or anything along those lines or you're just able to like just turn it on yeah I think because we film together me and my husband he's the one interviewing me it's just like we're having a conversation so there's not really any preparation needed we're just we think of a topic together of something that's going on that I'm having an issue with and then he just starts it off and starts asking me questions and then it's just like a real conversation yeah there's no preparation that goes into it that's great that's so nice and you probably feel so safe because it's someone that you trust that you're talking to and that's what's translating totally I think that's why I'm able to be so vulnerable is because he's the one on the other side and I think it was your most recent one you had attended an event yeah and you were super honest about and your experience with the other mothers there. Can you talk a little bit yeah, about that? Yeah, so I – it didn't really hit me until I left the event, like, how mean these girls actually were. But I have this insecurity that, like, people – think I'm awkward um, and that I'm not like a good conversationalist and that also that because I was on reality TV, like I'm not cool enough for the cool LA group. And so – 
I did this. Sorry, before it doesn't have to. But did someone tell you this or did, no? This, this is, is just, just something that from? this is like a narrative that I tell that I have been telling myself and okay. I continue to do so. <laughs> Anyways, um, these girls. Like, when I left the event, that's what I said. I was like, it's not them, it's me. I'm awkward, maybe they, you know, whatever. And then I realized that, no, actually, like, I didn't really know anybody there. I approached them. I was very friendly. I asked them how they were doing, and they gave me one-word answers and wouldn't make eye contact. And you know when you can just feel someone's energy, they're trying to get out of a conversation? Mm -hmm. That's what was happening. And I, I trust my gotten my intuition I just knew that's what was happening so I went home and I told Timmy and I was like Timmy you know these two girls like this is what happened he was like we need to talk about this because wow I feel like so many people probably beat themselves up for this kind of stuff but it's really the other people's insecurities and um yeah yeah I mean that playground experience which I'll equate that to of like just being left out that doesn't change. Like, I think when we're younger, we think that we evolve past that, but one doesn't. No. It's so interesting. And I loved seeing you talk about it because we all experience that. And I think a lot of people will look to you, like, as exactly the opposite of how you just explained yourself and, like, think that, like, you're cool, you're sweet, you're great at conversing, all of those things. And then so to hear you experiencing, you know, your probably like inner thoughts that are contradicting that. Yeah. It's cool to be open about that. Yeah. I mean, the more I talk about it and then people tell me, like especially Timmy, no, that's not who you are. That's not how people see you. The more I start to believe it. But it's so hard when you trust yourself the most and you listen to your own opinion the most that it's hard to break out of that like – break out of what you're telling yourself there's also power in admitting that that's the way that that situation makes you feel Mm -hmm. because then that's when you can start to see it not as something that you're doing wrong and as like like you said you realize actually those girls were being shitty it's like actually it's not on me there's something that's making me feel that way and it's their problem and they're actually probably more insecure than you are but then that's why they're doing it yeah but I'm like why though they shouldn't I'm like, where is this insecurity coming from? Like, it's so out of nowhere. Do you know what's, like, very disarming to insecure people is just confidence. Mm. And just mm. being like, I don't care what you think. I don't even need to make conversation with you because if you're making me feel like I need to, that's that's a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, silence <laughs> is so powerful. That's true. Like, ma- try to maybe make them do the fucking heavy lifting. Right, but those events can be so awkward when you show Ugh. up solo and then you're yeah. just like – Every time problem. we go to, like, a fashion-y or, like, influencer thing – They're never fun. I feel like a troll comic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just a troll that came out of the darkness in the night to, like, get this fancy dinner and <laughs> totally. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true yeah. and you feel like – why are all these people here if no one wants to talk to you? So then I just start drinking. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> They're immediately like to the bar. That's yeah. the first step. Yeah. And then that gives me a little bit more liquid courage to start conversations. Yeah. But it also then makes me not want to go to these things. Yeah. Like I went to this thing being really actually thinking to myself on the way there, wow, Whitney, I'm so proud of you for going. You made it out to this event that's far away on a Monday morning. You got dressed up like – you don't like doing stuff on Mondays. 
is. Um, <laughs> and so I was, I had a really positive, I was excited to get in there and yeah. talk to people. I was confident. And then these two interactions I had, which were the only two, two people I slightly knew, just totally rubbed me the wrong way. And, um, yeah, I, I didn't know that as many people were going to feel the same way that I did when I put that out there. I was kind of like, really, Timmy, is this that interesting or is it so specific? Like, yeah. I think it resonated with yeah. a lot of people, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So you have a podcast that's launching yes. quite soon. Yes. On the um, same network. Media, yeah. Which is super excited. Welcome to the family. <laughs> Thank you. Really thrilled. Yeah. What's the inspiration behind the show? Um, The inspiration behind the show, honestly, it's really, I think, a lot about like self-exploration for me. Like talking to people who have helped me become the person that I am and then also people I'm really inspired by and how that can shape someone to be like a more a better version of themselves. I just want to learn more yeah. and so I feel like why not do it on a on a platform where other people can learn along with you. Um and yeah. you're seeing like that when you do do vulnerable things and you do expose yourself and you do admit that you want to learn like that's causing a ripple effect for other people. Mm -hmm. So you have that power. That's so cool. Thanks. Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're so excited that we get to be your inspiration. <laughs> you we get to be are. on your show. <laughs> you are. Honestly, I'm learning so much from listening to you guys. Seriously. Like, it's I. so amazing. No, it's true. I like that you guys are just such easy conversationalists and it do, it's not doesn't feel like you're just on a talk show with somebody, which is what I thought podcasts were all about. But I'm realizing that they're not I'm just like having the convo. It's yeah. kind of cool because it can be whatever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what's fun about the medium because yeah. you can really play around with it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we focus on wellness on the show. Yeah. So we really wanted to kind of, other than reality TV being like a key crucial aspect of it um, <laughs> for myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just discovering reality TV. Do a whole episode yes, on reality can. TV. Um, <laughs> you guys to, can. I'll just uh, yeah. sit here. Well, no, you can hold it down because you had one season on an oxygen That's show. That's so true. So okay, I'm fine. like on the inside. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, when, when I got cast on the show, she's like, okay. I, I like had a whistle. She I was literally like, <laughs> was like, I'm going to sit you down and you're going to watch like all these episodes of this stuff so you can understand what you're getting what yourself you're into. Doing. I had yeah. no idea. I was like, I've been prepping yeah. to coach somebody on this for, <laughs> for years. <laughs> I have already put me in coach. Like I was like, we got this. Oh my God. It was amazing. so great. They cut me out. They did cut you out. Oh, rude no. ass bitches. Ooh, uh, That's fine. It it's was okay. on for, a when was it on? It was 10 episodes in 2015. Okay. Yeah. I kind of want to watch it. I honestly, I'm going to be honest, I, I only watched yours and you suggested or you don't. I think it's kind of good. Like, I, I watched it back, you know, like a year later and I was like, I like this show. You're I, a shining star on it. Thank you and so, so is our friend Nicole. Yeah. And I actually, mean, so everyone, is yeah, everyone's great Everyone's it. really good. That's the thing is like, I actually think that that show was good for what it was. Yeah. I think that the place that it lived is, you know, this is what happens in television where like the network doesn't have an identity and so... Then they don't know the how to promote suffers. you and it doesn't make sense. And then yeah. they like took us up there and then they replaced the show with something called Living With Funny, which was a show about um, men, male comics and their wives. And that also didn't work. It was just like they didn't. Yeah, and they then didn't they like stopped do. doing and now all the shows true and now crime. it's a crime network. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So I think that's really what happened is that they, you know, they kind of fucked it up. Yeah. They didn't have an A identity. real pivot. Yeah. 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 I like, was like, sorry, you girls aren't getting murdered. We can't keep you on there. Yeah. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> 
that would have changed the dynamic of the show. The funniest thing happened, I was had lunch with a friend the other day and she was like, oh my God, I was in Crossroads and there was all these funny girls pint glasses. Cause like at our like um, you know, like the upfront up fronts, they gave us these pint glasses, and I guess someone didn't want them anymore. And, and gave them to the restaurant? No, they're at Crossroads, uh, the, the, the trading co. Oh, like, yeah. I was like, Crossroads, the vegan restaurant? No, no, they're, they're like on the shelves at the Goodwill. <laughs> oh my God, you should go get them. <laughs> you know, I, or you probably have so many I feel many like that's already. bad shui, that's but like it's really yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I cut you off no, because no, I wanted no, no. to. No, I couldn't, honestly, I, we could do a whole other podcast just about reality television yeah all the ways it connects in our lives yes but um so talk to us about wellness self-care you Mm -hmm. have a you have a little one yes um I know that in in us speaking previously grief was something that really kind of pivoted you into focusing more on this stuff yeah for you to yeah to talk to us about this so um so my dad passed away six years ago and right after that is when I really got a lot more invested in being healthy, not just because of how I looked, but because of how it made me feel inside. I was obviously really depressed and really sad. And when I would work out, like it's science, like you feel much better afterwards. And so for me, it was a release. And I was doing a lot of cardio and I I was spinning a lot. And so it was like, I was able to push that negative energy into exercising and have that release. And then that has just carried through for the last six years, like working out has been very, very important to me. And if I'm not doing it, then I'm I just don't feel myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't necessarily do as much like hardcore cardio and spinning anymore just because I think that that is bad for my headaches and my headaches have become the bigger issue. Um, so I'm doing like a lot of hot yoga now, which is amazing for me because I need to sweat. Like if I haven't sweat in a workout, then I don't feel like I did anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, have you? Yeah, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't think you have. Yeah, right. I mean, a lot there's of people one, go to like Pilates. I was gonna say there's one Pilates sweat. studio that I go to because yeah. it's easy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you can say you worked out. Yeah, yeah, but but I know it's not doing anything. Right. I yeah. mean, it may be, but it, you, I don't know. I just need that physical proof in Agree. order to know that something happened. Agree. Um, and. I look at health and wellness like I am not – I'm all about moderation. I don't subscribe to like a daily routine. I don't only eat a certain way. I don't have like – I don't know. I'm not strict with it. It's just all about everything in moderation. And I know that sounds like general and boring, but that's just the way but that it, I live. it reigns really true. We yeah. – people constantly ask us like what's your morning routine and – for me, it depends on the day. Totally, and I, I think or that the season. If there, yeah, and mm-hmm. if, if there's or the hour, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's really like to, I think to be able. So much of of what we've gleaned from doing our show is that we are been able to build like a pretty solid toolbox, mm-hmm. and then you know, based on how you feel and uh, you know what is needed that day or that moment, you can then tap, dip into that. Yeah. And, I being stringent and and having musts and have twos has never worked for me. No, it never worked all. for me either. And I feel like because I don't have a typical nine to five where every day is the same and I can plan that way, I I have to be flexible and every day does look different and I just have to be okay with that. And so that's that's what, what it is. Do you yeah. have a, a lot of people ask us and we don't have the answers to this because yeah. we don't have any kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> except for ourselves. Um, <laughs> 
What would you say to a lot of, like the question that I feel like we get the most is like, how do you manage your self-care with taking care of a child and yeah. having your family? Um, so I am a sort of like selfish person. Like I need to take care of myself on almost before I take care of anybody else. Because if I haven't taken care of myself, then I'll just be like a miserable shell of a person. Like I'll, I won't be the best mom I can be. I won't be the best wife I can be. So like I when I have help for Sunny, like I make sure that I work out. I make sure that I sit down for meals. Um, I make sure I have time with my husband. Like I just put those things first. I just don't allow like Sunny to like run your life, run my life. Yeah. And I, I think that that's hard for a lot of people to do who don't have the luxury of being able to have help. Um, but I also think there are so many different kinds of ways you can ask for help. You can ask family. You can ask friends. You can send to certain, like, classes or daycares or whatnot. Like, I just think that there – you need to put yourself first. I mean, not all the time, but enough of the time to feel like you've taken care of yourself. Something that I've, we've talked about on the show, I was reading this book. I was reading this book. It always <laughs> comes back to the book called yeah. Getting to I Do. Yeah. And um, mine, the title, it's very embarrassing. But <laughs> I think the title's phenomenal. I know, but I'm, when I was like reading it, I like, wouldn't read it in public or I'd put like another book over it because I thought it was humiliating. We need to be getting residuals for this book because we've been Yeah, promoting it. I think it. I heard you talk about <laughs> yeah. it once. But yeah. one thing that I haven't mentioned that she does talk about yeah. is where she talks about motherhood and she says that like there is an age where I think it's like either three years old or five years old. Like if – if you at that point are still prioritizing your child's well-being over your well-being, then you'll like never be able to be a wife or a woman and you'll yeah. always be a mother and you'll get like locked into this totally. corner where you you like your partner will stop seeing you as mm -hmm. attractive and you will stop seeing yourself. It's like all of this stuff. And I think that there's a lot of guilt around that mm -hmm. for mothers because they feel like they have to put their kid first. But what you're saying is so true. It's like, how can you live your life and be in service of that thing if you're not honoring yourself totally and I think you'll just be miserable like yeah. I'll, when the guilt starts to creep in when yeah. I leave the house and I'm like oh should I have left the house today should I have not spent like an hour more with him or change things around to spend more time with him like I think well I just think about what my life would look like just sitting there with a one and a half year old, no offense, Sunny. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that would not make me feel full. That yeah. is not what makes me feel happy. I need to be more well-rounded. I need yeah. more going on in my life than just being a mom. And so I just continue to tell myself that. And then that makes it okay for me to leave the house and do what I need to do. So it's like working out and working. Yeah, working out, working, spending quality time with Timmy like I need a lot of time with him I'm kind of a needy person like I just I need a yeah we work out together um which is really great for us I think that's like a date in and of itself yeah, like a lot of people are man. yeah a lot of people are always like how do you fit in dates and I feel like we fit in little ways like going to the grocery store going to work out doing things we need to get done but doing them together it doesn't have to be like a romantic dinner across from each other right um I have, now I'm doing acupuncture every Monday. I made like a standing appointment That's for great. that. Amazing. I um, really enjoy massages. I feel like I feel like a whole new person after that. Yeah. I just I just try to not feel guilty. I know it sounds so simple, but I just do those things because I, I know otherwise advice. I would be depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the 
adverse to that would be you not being okay. Exactly. Right. And then Sunny would suffer and Timmy would suffer and everyone would suffer. So, um, yeah. I'm obsessed with that advice. I think that's really good is like the guilt isn't the truth. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Also, you have to think about your kid wanting him to be like a well-rounded human being, not needing to be attached to to me. Right. I want him to be an independent person. I want him to learn things from different people. I want him to have different experiences. He's not going to get that with me all the time because I'm I have kind of short patience and like he's I I always say I think I will be a a better mom to an older child Mm. than to like a baby and a toddler. Interesting. Just because I – communication is so important for me to feel connected to someone and not bored and the fact that I can't communicate (laughs) with him can get boring and and like mind numbing. So, and I think that's okay to say. I feel like some people would be like, oh my God, like you're an – no, I don't you're know, just a speaking mom. realness. It's yeah. not like you're telling him he's boring to his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's not his fault. Yeah. Like, he's one and a half. He doesn't have any of the skills or maturity. But yeah, one he, day he will. And we'll enjoy soon. each other. No yeah. Problem. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I enjoy him. I Obviously, like, he's becoming, like, his own little person. And I'm starting to see the real enjoyment of what being a mom is all about. But I will say for the first year, I was like, what is so cool about this? That's awesome to admit. Yeah. How about um, wellness spots in in LA? Like you mentioned hot yoga. Do you have a preferred? So I go to Core Power Yoga. Um, They're all over LA. Do you have like healthy restaurants you like to go to? Juice spots preferred? I mean, the juice wars were alive and well, but they've They've calmed down a yeah, bit. Yeah, they here. really have. There's a lot less. <laughs> Turns out to having from. eight juice places in a three block radius doesn't work out. But Not a good I still had model. a favorite. I mean, juice served here was my favorite, and I then it closed. It. But I get the shamrock mint smoothie from Sun Cafe in Studio City. Love Sun Cafe. Yes. So good. Um, I get the banana mana smoothie at Beverly Hills Juice. Honestly, that was like my go-to because when I worked for Rachel Zoe we were just down the street and that was like right. my walk every day and it's then go so to good. Vegan Glory across the street. I never went to Vegan Glory. Oh, oh my god if you want some fake fried chicken that is <laughs> really? the, that's the spot. <laughs> it's all I've so never good. craved fake fried chicken thicken. But if you <laughs> have this yeah. with, dipped in the sweet and sour sauce you'll be like this is my new I'll like, save it. Yeah. So to anybody visiting LA and we're going to put this we're working on an LA guide so we'll yes. put this in. So Beverly Hills Juice was like the OG juice spot. Yes. It's been here for decades mm-hmm. I would say before it got trendy yeah. yeah and the guy there behind he's a lot nicer now he used to be kind of mean yeah I think he like was like oh there's competition I can't be a dick anymore totally. and it's like cash only and he's like people are gonna yell at me the thing to get is the banana mana or they do it with sunflower and it's like this banana almond like ice cream type thing that yeah, they make they and then freeze it and smash it together delicious. yeah and then you get um a juice to add into it and they blend it mine is favorite and recommendation is the carrot coconut. I want to go get this right Ooh. now. It's so good with I that. I get the apple cinnamon 
coconut. Yeah. I think. That's yeah, yeah, what I get. Yeah. It's, the key it's, is to get the coconut. But it's like such a spot. There's like lines out the door. But yeah. it's been there forever. Cash was, only. Yes. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> I've had issues with that. Yeah. That's so good. So um, rude. And then pop so it in. <laughs> it's like it's 2019. Yeah. yeah it's like I can, I can take a credit card in my living room. What? Why can't this yeah, like bona fide totally. business handle it? Because it's for taxes. And then hop next door to Detox Market, which oh, is yes. the cutest little natural beauty spot. And then you've had like a little fun Beverly. And hop date. right down a few more doorways and go to the Natural Feeling Spa. Oh Ooh. yeah. Well, that's an un third. Oh. Oh, is this on Beverly? Yeah. I always get those confused. But, and then King's Road Cafe for coffee. And then you've got like wow, wow, whole wow. deal. I mean, I have a lot of spots in LA that I love, but they're not necessarily like the healthiest. Right. But that's, that's okay. also Shout good for out. the soul. Shout them out. So my, the meal that I could have before I died would be the rotisserie chicken basket with French fries from the Brentwood Country Mart at Ready Chick. Yum. Um, I've never had that. Oh my God, you guys. <laughs> it is unbelievable. The I've thing. been, yeah, eating it since I was 10 years old. Oh my God, we need to go and um, have that. Yeah. I, we, my mom has a house account, so if you want, you can just put it under <laughs> <laughs> Because you need cash there too. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so Brownwood Country Mart is amazing. Cafe Vida and the Pacific Palisades. It's kind of like across the street. This is, That is a healthy spot. Cafe Vida is amazing. They have one in Culver City too. Really good breakfast and lunch. And you have to let us know how Tom Tom goes. Oh, yeah. I'm dying to go there. Never don't they been. have like healthy cocktails? Like carrot I, juice? I have no idea. I don't know. All I know is that my brother took my mom there. He did? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I feel like everybody takes their mom there. Really? And that's why it's successful. That's yeah. Because like everybody watching the show. It's attraction. It's like, right. I feel like we're, we're back on. I feel like. We can't get out of this reality TV hole. I feel like with Vanderpump, it's like, do you remember like in Chicago, there was this thing like Ed DeBevix where it was like, um. The, the waiters would yell at you. Yes. Did you ever hear about these yes. places? Yes. Like yes. these interactive ex- dining experiences mm-hmm. or like a Planet Hollywood or something that's like Hard Rock people Cafe. go and it like resonates with people's things that they're passionate about. That's what to me like the the Vanderpump trifecta is. It's like yes. an interactive restaurant experience. Because supposedly mm. the food is not. No, it's disgusting. Amazing. Yeah. It's not good. At any of those places, it's all bad. Sorry. Right. And I feel like people go thinking that they're going to see the cast there. Which but they, do. they do. Oh, really? Yeah. At, um, what's there. the one? Pump? Yeah. Pump? Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm an alien. I've seen those people there all the time. Interesting. Yeah. Even okay. Lisa, I've seen her there. Maybe and they I'm, have a sighting And today. if I'm seeing someone, you know that they're there a lot because I've been there one time. Yeah. <laughs> wow. yeah. Beginning, middle, end, it all goes back to, to Vanderpump Rules. To Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. Whitney, um, tell us when your podcast is going to be out and um, where our listeners can find you. Okay, so my podcast will be out the second week of May. May 14th. May 14th, exactly. The best day of the year. <laughs> That's right. Um, they can also find me on Instagram at Whitney Eve Port. The show is airing June 24th. I think that's a Monday on MTV. Wow. And that's... Amazing. That. Thanks yeah. so much for doing our show. Well, thank we you guys for having chat. me. That was thank so fun. you. Thanks. Wow. To new friends. To new friends. I love it. To old friends. Yep. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thank you to Whitney for coming. I need to give love to my dad, Brian. Happy birthday. This Happy birthday, comes Brian. This out on his birthday. I love you so much. Thanks Same. for just being the coolest ever. Thanks for adopting me. <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate it's it. It's great. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah. 
That's it. That's another great episode of That's So Retrograde. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, check us out. We're on Instagram at So Retrograde. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm the Falcon. The Falcon. I'm the Falcon.com. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> Search engine really quickly. <laughs> Buying domain name. Go daddy. <laughs> The.falcon.edu. It's available. .edu. Oh, guys, join my university. We love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yes, that's a retrograde.